0: You're listening to the Real Life Church Podcast. To learn more about Real Life Church, including our gathering times in Yuma, Arizona, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Bob Van Horn. Welcome to Real Life Church, where it is officially the Christmas season. Isn't it amazing how fast it just kind of sneaks up on us? I imagine you're probably ready for Christmas, right? Well, I know I'm not, and maybe you're just like me. I mean, there's Christmas parties to go to, office parties, having dinner with family and friends. I mean, to celebrate, right? Christmas is the time for decorating and stringing up trees, drinking hot chocolate, bonfires, and even setting up the nativity scene. It's time when we sing joy to the world and we pray for peace on earth and goodwill towards men. I mean, Christmas is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. Yet we know it's a documented fact that a lot of people struggle and are discouraged and are depressed. I mean, one survey even said that 45% of all Americans dread the Christmas season. Maybe it's because the reminder of an absent loved one, a painful divorce, or just the realization that life isn't going exactly The way they thought it was going to. So it's easy to get what we call the holiday blues. And that's what I hope to talk to you about this morning. I think we can answer the holiday blues by one simple word the word hope. Hope is essential. And hope during the Christmas season can change your life. So who could you share this message with right now? Who needs their Christmas season a little bit brighter? Would you do that right now? Would you share this message with your friends? I hope you do. Now, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, it says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Without any type of hope, it's easy to become discouraged and even depressed. We all need hope. Hope is a very powerful thing in the human heart, and without hope, well, that's what brings on the feelings of gloominess and darkness around you. Now, I'm just not talking about feelings of optimism and being happy because it's Christmas or trying to pump yourself up. I'm talking about real hope that can change your life. And for me to promise just because it's Christmas that you can be hopeful, well, that would be disingenuous of me. You can be hopeful today, no matter where you're at, because of your relationship with Jesus Christ. When Jesus was born over 2,000 years ago to a pretty poor family on the outskirts of nowhere, well, with his birth, it brought hope. Matter of fact, there was a prophet about 700 years before Jesus was born, He prophesied of the hope that Jesus would bring. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, the famous Christmas passage, if you want to call it, Isaiah writes this about this one that would be born that would bring hope. He said, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulder. And his name will be, now listen to this, wonderful counselor, mighty god eternal father and prince of peace these four qualities of describing this coming savior well that would be jesus and the first quality that isaiah basically describes as jesus as wonderful counselor jesus as my counselor think about that jesus as my counselor reveals God's enormous love for me. Wonderful counselor could be translated awe. It could be translated wonder of counselors. A supernatural act of God. Now, there might be not any greater supernatural act of God anywhere else found in Scripture than the one that happened 2,000 years ago for you and me. Matter of fact, God demonstrated that love towards us. I love John chapter 3, verse 16, and I really kind of like it this year in the Amplified Bible. Let me read this to you, because this is how much God loves you. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his only, his one and only begotten Son. That whosoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's how much God loves you. Jesus came from heaven to earth to demonstrate how much he loves you. Now I was trying to think about that. How could I get you to understand How much God really loves you. So let's turn to well, something that you're pretty familiar with. Let's this is a picture right here of the planets in our solar system. Look at the difference here now between Jupiter and Earth. I mean, that's a pretty significant difference. This next picture is Jupiter in comparison with our sun. I mean, that's pretty dramatic. Look at the Earth. The Earth's this little tiny dot compared to Jupiter and our sun. Matter of fact, you could take 100 planets the size of the Earth and you could string them across the sun. That's how massive the sun is. It's almost like incomprehensible, isn't it? You could fit 960,000 planets the size of the earth, into our sun. Think about that. The sun's a pretty big deal, wouldn't you say? Now watch this. Let's compare the size of our sun compared to the size of this star, Architurus. It's unbelievable. You could fit 17,500 of our suns into this star, Architurus amazing, isn't it? But I mean, it even gets better. When you compare the size of the star Antares compared to Architurus, look at that. I mean, that's mind-blowing. God loves you more than the largest star or the largest planet in our 225 billion galaxies that are out there. His love is so vast and incomprehensible when it comes to humanly speaking, we possibly could not understand how much God loves you. And when you do, when you begin to understand this and you see how much love he has for you, that brings you hope the second quality that Isaiah uses to describe this coming savior is mighty god jesus as mighty god in control of all things i mean that brings me comfort i mean it, it brings me comfort that knowing that god is sovereign knowing that nothing happens in my life outside of his control i mean the good the bad Yep, and the ugly. The things that happen, he is in control, working in and behind the scenes. Now, don't understand it. Don't misunderstand me here. Jesus doesn't cause the bad things, but he's in the bad things in order to grow us. I mean, we just spent a lot of time looking at the book of James. James chapter 1 says that God uses these difficult times in our life, these various types of trials, to grow us and to mature us. And that's where life transformation begins. Matter of fact, there wouldn't be very little life transformation in our life without some trials and some tribulation. I mean, in 1 Peter chapter 1, Peter writes this. I like this. He says, In this, rejoice greatly for even a, for a little while if necessary you have been distressed are you distressed today are things going on in your life that got you kind of down right now i want you to understand something the creator of that universe the creator of those two stars the creator of jupiter the creator of the sun He is in control of your life. I got to remind myself, we live in Arizona. I'm not sure where you're listening from today, but we live in Arizona. And a lot of times, every night maybe, and every morning we get some pretty awesome sunsets and some pretty awesome sunrises. I mean, the, the sky is multiple colors here in Arizona. And every time I see one of those sunrises and sunsets, I look out and say, God, the creator of the universe, created that for me. And if he can create that, he can watch over my life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, we can cast all our cares, our anxiety, our worries, our hurts upon God because it says that he cares for us. We can allow mighty God to be in control and bring you hope this Christmas season. Will you let him? Or will you resist him? I hope that when we understand how much he loves us and how much he's in control, it will bring you hope. The third thing that Isaiah talks about in this coming of the Saviour, is Everlasting Father. Jesus as Everlasting Father keeps his promises. Now, I'm hesitant about this, but here is a picture of me and my family in the 1990s. My kids were small, and I remember taking them to the store. And every time we went to the store, They would want something. Maybe you had similar experiences. Daddy, I want this, or Daddy, I want that. And a lot of times, you know, we didn't allow our kids to do that. We would tell them no, but on some occasions, we would say yes. And isn't it amazing that when you tell your kids yes, they come up with this response? Do you promise? Do you promise, Daddy? Can we really have it? Do you promise? Now, you got to be careful about the promises that you make your kids because you don't want to break them, right? You don't want your kids growing up, not trusting you and knowing that you're not dependable to be the person you say that you are. So when you make a promise to your kids, you want to fulfill that promise. Well, keep this in mind. Our Heavenly Father has a Son, Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, who is God makes some promises to us. Matter of fact, we can go throughout the whole Bible and we can look at these different promises. He said that God would be our refuge and our strength in our present time, in our time of trouble. That's a promise. You can count on it. Everlasting Father made that promise to you. The Lord God, you'll. Is your son and your shield, and he gives grace and glory, and no good thing does he withhold for those who walk rightly. That's a promise. You can count on it. Everlasting Father made that promise to you. Do not fear. I am with you. Don't be anxious. Another promise that Heavenly Father made to you. When you believe that God's love is great for you, that he is mighty God, and he's in control of every aspect of your life, and that he's everlasting father, and he's a God that keeps his promises, no matter what circumstances you're in today, it brings you hope. Now, the fourth quality, that Isaiah used to describe the coming of the Savior was Prince of Peace. Jesus, as Prince of Peace, has made peace between God and you. I mean, when Isaiah refers to Prince of Peace, he's specifically reminding us the fact that when Jesus came, he would be the peace between you And God. I mean, before a person trusts Jesus as their Savior, we're separated from God because of our sin. And honestly, we have no position before God because, well, we're not righteous. There's a barrier between us and God, and a barrier that needed to be torn down. And the Prince of Peace did exactly that. He paid the price for your sin, for my sin, and he tore that barrier down. Now, before that barrier was torn down, we deserved wrath. We deserved judgment. Instead, Jesus took that upon himself. That's why he is our Prince of Peace. See, for Christians today, there is no wrath of God that's going to be poured out upon us. You never have to worry about that, because Jesus took that wrath upon himself. So once you put your faith in Jesus, and you trust him as your Savior, you are brought back into a right relationship with God. Jesus has literally made peace between you and God. So where are you today? Which of these four qualities did you need to hear about this morning and be reminded of? Do you need to be reminded of God's immense love for you, which is greater than the largest planet or stars in our solar system? Is that what you need to be reminded of today? Or maybe Jesus as mighty God, who has all of your problems under control. I mean, when you see that, it brings you great hope. You see, God, God, God's got your back. God's not up there wondering about your problems, saying, you know what? It's too big for me, or oh, I'm sorry. I must have missed that, or I've fallen asleep. That's never going to happen with mighty God. Maybe you needed to hear about everlasting father this morning. A God who keeps his promises from his word all the way from Genesis all the way through the little book of Revelation. Every single promise God can be counted on to keep. Or maybe you're out there today and you finally you're connecting the dots and you realize that, yeah, I'm a sinner. And I am separated from a holy and righteous God. And maybe you needed to hear today that Jesus is your Prince of Peace. You know, right where you're sitting right now, right where you're listening, you can ask the Prince of Peace to be your Savior. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know, Bob, I I get it. I don't understand everything, but I know that I need a Savior, a Savior that will give me hope. I am a sinner, and I do need a Savior. And if you want to do that, I'm going to encourage you to do that right now. Maybe you pray something along these lines. Again, it's not about the words. It's about you understanding your need of a Savior. Maybe you'll say something like this, Lord Jesus, I believe you to be exactly who you say you are. You are the Prince of Peace, and I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you begin to change my life from the inside out? Lord Jesus, I want to learn to live for you and to follow you and to obey you for the rest of my life. I mean, when you pray that, and you pray that in Jesus' name, Jesus becomes your Prince of Peace, your Wonderful Counselor, your Mighty God, and your Everlasting Father. That's our Savior that was born some 2,000 years ago. Pretty cool, huh? Can't wait for part two. Part two, we're going to talk about how do you and I worship this Savior? I hope you'll be back with us. And until then, let me pray for you all. Father, thank you for this Old Testament passage in the book of Isaiah that describes our Savior. God, I am grateful. We ought to all be grateful, again, for what, who he is and what he's done in our life. God, thank you. I can look at all of those names and see how he's impacted me over the years. And I pray, Father, that he will be real to us during this Christmas season, even, Father, for those that are out there right now that are struggling. Father, for those that are hurting because it is Christmas, God, be wonderful, Counselor be mighty God, be everlasting father, be prince of peace to them, even right now. God, thank you again. And it is in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, I'm so glad that you're a part of the Real Life Church community out there. Thanks for listening, Merry Christmas, and I'll see you back next week. If you were encouraged by today's talk, Be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com or download the Real Life Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Real Life Church podcast.